Alright, I got a few minutes here. Let's sit down and see what's on the Moped Army forum. What is the head torque of an E50? Where do I find parts for a have. That's enough internet for today. Hello, this is Jim. And this is Ashley. Welcome to the very first episode of Second Chance, a moped podcast. Um... I am yeah. super stoked to get back on the microphone. Well, that's awesome. I'm happy I bugged you and enabled you to do this, Ashley. I liked your podcast. I love um, Moped Monday podcast. And I figured, you know, if you go to the grocery store and you see Kraft Cheese and then you see the knockoff, really bad generic value macaroni and cheese, I figured this podcast is going to be like that. We're not going to be quite as good as the rest. But we'll be as good as we can be for the value you get. If you don't like this podcast, I will refund you all your money that you paid for this podcast. The home value of podcasts. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, tonight, I know he's been on other podcasts and everybody may or may not know him. We have um, one, of the, one of the, I don't want to say Godfathers. I don't want to say one of the emperors. But I will say we have the king, Simon King. Yeah, the, I'm that damn cheesy. Oh, yeah. um, Simon is uh, the admin for the Moped Army website. And I figured with this being our first podcast and a lot of different things going on in the moped scene, especially with the coronavirus, with all rallies up until June 1st being canceled, um, I figured it'd be a good time to talk to Simon again. I wanted to ask him a little bit. I wanted to get his story on record a little more and that is kind of some of the outline of this podcast it's kind of i'm new to the scene i'm not new to motorsports and i wanted to learn more of the history of podcast of not podcast but of uh the moped scene because i don't know and there's always a lot of hearsay and there's a lot of well this person did that this person blah 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 and I just wanted, I wanted to get some of the founding members of Moped Army and the moped scene on record to say, hey, this is my experience. This is what happened. This is what it's like, what it was like, and this is what it's like now. Right so I, I figured that's why, why not go to one of the more open and friendly people of Mopeds, Simon. And Simon should be coming on at any time now. And right now i'm just gonna sit here and banter and talk about myself many of you who are listening to this probably heard me on moped monday podcast justin um god i'm forgetting everybody's name right now because i'm almost nervous but justin ashley everybody have been really awesome to me and really nice and inviting and here is simon king to come on the very first episode of Moped Monday podcast. Simon, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are things out in the Pittsburgh, the Pennsylvania? You're in Pennsylvania now? Yeah, I'm in Pittsburgh. Okay. I um, am a klutz from Southern Minnesota who never traveled anywhere till his mid 20s. So, like, the first time I was ever in uh, Pennsylvania, I um, was my friend's dad had called me and I drove, I'd been up 20 hours straight. I was driving to a funeral for my ex-wife 
And I just kept saying, I'm in, I'm in Pittsburgh right now. And Merlin's like, Oh, I've been out there once or twice. And like the other two people in the car, like, we're not in Pittsburgh. We're in Pennsylvania. And I hang hung up and they told me that I go, Merlin knew what I was talking about. So beautiful countryside out there. I will say that. Yeah, it's great. It, I mean, people always confuse it with Philadelphia if, <laughs> if they haven't really spent time in either, you know, but they're, okay. they're so different and opposite sides of the state. Okay. And like I said, we're going to go more into your history, but we'll touch a little on current events right now. Um, with your, you told, do you feel comfortable we can edit this out or not if you d- tell people what your day job is? Oh, sure. Yeah. I actually recently uh, changed jobs. Okay. I, uh, it's not quite a month at my new job where I'm VP of product at a healthcare startup in Pittsburgh okay. called Abridge. Okay. And um, we make a product that you can use to record the conversations you have with your doctor. All right. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's kind of changing right now because people are <laughs> people are talking to their doctors remotely instead of in person. So yeah, it's a pretty interesting time we have been in. I can say for Minnesota, everybody is still it's 50-50. People are super paranoid or people are out in the parks playing with their kids like nothing's happening and I'm kind of stuck in the middle like I don't know if I should be isolating or I should be ripping around the cities on my moped. So like yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm working at home. I'm mostly just trying to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went, I went on a short moped ride this weekend, but I've been even reluctant to do that. Yeah, yeah, and um, so it sounds like kind of status quo for unless you're in some of the hot spots like New York, but like I can say for Minnesota, people are optimistically cautious for the most part. And the hiccup we have right now is we've had 19 months of winter. So right. <laughs> everybody wants to, everyone wants to be outside. Everybody's dying to get outside and they're trying to close off at least in uh, St. Paul, they're closing off a lot of the roads that go around the city lakes. So people can't go drive around them or go to the parks, but I don't know how much that's helping, but I really appreciate all the measurements that our state city and local governments have been doing i.e. shutting down schools, shutting down restaurants. I know it's very hard for all the local business owners and everybody like that, but it seems like I want to believe that's made a big difference, and I'm not sure where you, what state of emergency you guys are in right yeah, now. Yeah, we have a stay-at-home order, so the yeah. the whole county's uh, just only supposed to go out for essential, essential mm-hmm. business, Okay, go to the grocery store, stuff like that. My God, and then- you have an amazing microphone. <laughs> Ashley oh, is back. sound okay? <laughs> yeah, I got an external mic here. So. Oh, oh, shoot. Is that a snowball? No, it's a... I don't know what it's called. It's The brand is Sure, but oh. it's a... I, I can hook it up to my, to my phone or my computer. That's why I got it. Very nice. But I'm on a lot of... I've been working, even before this, um, partially remote. I was working for a company in Chicago where I'd go there every day, every week for a couple days, and then I'd work remotely the rest of the time. So I've had to... I've had to optimize my video conferencing setup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Ashley was in the bathroom. Ashley, Simon, Simon, Ashley. Um, Hello. Nice to meet you. Um, we just discussed a little bit. I'll let you listen back on the edit side. But um, Simon, speaking of that, and we're going to try to get into the format of the show, 
at what point were you starting to monitor this to kind of I'm not saying you you're more the monitor of moped army and what at what point did you kind of say okay guys we need to put all rallies on pause till June 1st and what I mean how long have you been thinking about doing that or was that a captain's form decision because I'm not MAO I'm not MA official, so I see kind of general stuff, and I see I don't see the behind the scenes look. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know you're you're referencing the post that I had made recently, yep. saying mm-hmm. you know we're just gonna cancel all official events, and I did make that post, but that wasn't uh, my decision that I sort of unilaterally had decided. That was a captain's forum discussion. Uh, a lot of rallies were already being canceled, of course, and oh, yeah. um, there was a there was a discussion to to just take more of a of an actual stance about it rather than um, kind of piecemeal every uh, you know people wondering about upcoming rallies and so um, you know kind of waited to hear from all of the clubs who had planned to host a rally in this time frame to make sure that they definitely were were canceling and it wasn't you know uh, uh, something that we were getting ahead of their decision but. You know, once that became clear and things started to get worse, you know, it, yeah. it felt right to make that make that announcement. And and to, to me, it's more about we were already canceling the rallies. It's more about encouraging people to to think twice about you know unofficial rallies and uh, even like weekly meetups and stuff because it's you know we got we all got to do our part in in this quarantine. And I can say for Minnesota, they. I want to say even up to a month ago. They, I mean, they generally find a restaurant or bar or something like that all winter long to find just to gather and hang mm-hmm. out and see each other and talk mopeds and shenanigans. And about a month ago, they they postponed all of those, which was a great call on uh, the monitors of that forum, the Minnesota yeah. Moped uh, Writers. So, and that's, okay, that's rad. Um, thank you kind of yeah. for getting us up to date on that. But and we're going to, what was that? Oh, I just, it's been cool to see, you know, some people getting together over Zoom and like still realizing like, hey, we can, we can still get together and hang out virtually. You know, it's obviously not the same, but it's, it, you know, the community goes on. Yeah. Um, Have you been over what, what you do at for Moped Army? Have you talked of- about that at all? We haven't on this forum yet. Simon did a little bit on Moped Monday. And would you just like to run through that for us on this forum, Simon? Like what your role is in Moped Army at this point in your Moped career? Sure, yeah. I mean, I was one of the co-founders a long time ago. (laughs) Uh, uh, So 23 years ago. Let's pause. And I think we'll circle back to this. And I'd like to get into what happened. Like how, what was the first time you saw a moped? Like your first vivid memory of seeing mopeds around? Go all the like, way back. <laughs> yes, we're, we're getting knee deep into the granial history of Simon King. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the first moped I ever saw and rode was a Samadhi City bike. And okay. that was, that, that belonged to my friend Brennan Sang, who's one of the, the very early uh, moped army co-founders as well less less known because he he kind of you know went his own way at some point but um yeah he he had a he had a samadhi city bike um 
me and Dan Kastner saw that, got excited about it, and uh, went and got mopeds ourselves. And we got them at the same time. We both got motobicanes. And then we just started getting our friends into it. Uh, okay. So that was the first time I'd ever seen one and, and really just got hooked. You know, I, I'd seen scooters, I'd seen motorcycles, but I'd never seen anything like that. So How now we know who patient the... zero is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You can blame Brennan Sang. Um, how old were you at this point? Oh man. How old and was like, I? um, was this, I was 19, I, 19 okay. years old. Yeah. Okay. So the, what year I, I don't, I want to try to put your age and what yeah. year uh, was 19, this then? That was 1997. 97. And okay. I was born in 1978. So I must yeah. be 19. So you're a few years older than me, but like, yeah. Yeah. But so that was your, your first moped. Um, how long before your first breakdown and you wanted to quit mopeds? <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously my moped broke down constantly. And um, there were, the, the, the things that stand out in my mind that were particularly frustrating is I was using it as a daily rider. To, I was mm -hmm. in college, uh, you know, and, and not being able to get it to, to start and needing to get to class and pedaling until I almost wanted to throw up because it was, you know, so much work and, and, you know, yeah. uh, just giving up and walking to campus, you know, those moments definitely, uh, make you want to make you want to throw in the towel, but you know, it just, it, 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 it sucks you back in. So it's, 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 we've all lived through that. Mm -hmm. What city did you go to, or where did you go to college? Uh, to Western Michigan university in Kalamazoo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got your former head coach at the University of Minnesota, I believe. Um, oh, really? The go the Golden Gophers got him. So yeah, and that's why we're doing so good now. Just a gotcha. little bit of information <laughs> for you that you probably don't care about. Yay, sports. Um, so how you're using his daily transportation? Um, was it like how long did it take? for like more than so there's you dan i forget your the brennan zero, yep. brennan yep. um so there's the three how long did it take for like a scene to kind of form like i mean i guess if you got a trio that's a scene enough but like you know what i'm saying like fives to tens i mean i realize it's yeah. early no, it days grew, of the it internet. grew very quickly it grew okay. very quickly yeah there was i mean this was all within the same town Right. Mm -hmm. So there was, we didn't know anyone outside of the town. The internet was, was new. I had, we'd started a website right away, but it's not like that really was forming a community immediately. But if I look back at the, the, the membership ranks, you know, I have some records they are not perfect, but I can see that, um, you know, a year and a half, two years later, uh, we had 22 members. Okay. So that was that was pretty quick, you know. We yeah, going yeah. and it was basically just uh, friends at first, but then I'd say within the first year we were making friends with people because of mopeds, not just getting our friends to mm -hmm. to get mopeds, right? Mm -hmm. And that's I think that's really the start of it being more of a scene because yeah. that's bringing together people who feel a kinship because of this similarity you know they don't mm -hmm. it's not just like oh simon convinced me to buy a moped <laughs> yeah i i hear you on that so the what was the name 
you said you, there was a website right away. What was the name of the first website? I was it Moped Army? Yeah, it was it was Moped Army. Okay. Um well, no, that that's not right. The 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 website we weren't called Moped Army at mm-hmm. first. So it was just called the Decepticons. Okay. Which late now is, you know, became eventually became a branch of the Moped yep. Army. Yep. But it's originally the Decepticons and I'd have to look up what the domain name was. I don't think we had our own domain name. You know, back then, you didn't just go out and buy your domain. Like, no, I think no. I think we were uh, something, you know, slash Decepticons. Joelfire.com. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah there's news like groups that. and everything else. Um, who came up with, obviously, Decepticons is from Transformers, if I know my... Yeah. Yep. Yep. Who, and, who decided that? Like, who came I up think with that? It, I think it was Brennan, Patient Zero. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, and, that's rad. I, I love the name. Don't get me wrong. But like, sir, see, that's the information I love to know about. Who came up with that idea? Like, Yeah. And well, the thing, the thing to think back about that time period, you know, we grew up with Transformers. Mm-hmm. They were, they were a fun toy. They, we had the lunch boxes, you know, it was like of the, our childhood era. But the, at that time in 97, it was before the reboot. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, was I was, that's what I was going to say. Movies, and so in some ways, it's kind of like less cool now. <laughs> but like back then, it was it was it was like actually a little bit more retro that yeah. fit in with the vibe of a moped because it, you know, there was no new Transformers or Decepticons. It was uh, it was really something from our childhood. When was the last time you watched the original cartoon movie? Oh man, it's been a while. I remember there's like this like. It's a it hard has an watch, amazing, dude. <laughs> has an amazing soundtrack, though. It's uh-huh. got that, like, oh, White totally. Lion song. Yeah. Yes. Great. No, it's a hard watch. I had a friend about 10 years ago, and uh, I was renting a room from him, and he brought it home, and, oh, it's – I can see three- to five-year-olds loving it, but, like, as an adult, <laughs> it it's yeah. a hard – and everybody's going to hate me, I mean, because I said that, but you know what? I'm okay with it because I you love think NASCAR. think well? I, I love NASCAR. I love cars turn left. So that tells you my taste. So whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, you guys got a scene. You guys got the you're calling you're calling the scene or the o- overall outfit um, Decepticons. Yeah. Or how does that work? I mean, maybe I'm not following a hundred percent. Like you're called the Decepticons, and then I know this can be some regard re rehashed information that you put out on moped monday but i'm trying to trying to halfway follow a timeline so yeah so the 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 first actually the first structure but we didn't before we were even called decepticons we were kind of um just riding mopeds right Mm -hmm. like we didn't really really didn't have much of a name and then as we started to to meet some other people you know we we were using a kind of area code structure so we were like the the Kalamazoo crew was like K six one six. It was like Kalamazoo, and then six one six was the area code. Um, as soon as we started to to connect with moped clubs in other cities, we had more of a naming structure, and we became the Decepticons. And we we met these other groups. Like there was this group called the Alphas and the Titans and the Blue Shirt Holiday, and these were all like ninety eight, ninety nine, and they're just, you know, a handful of people in New Jersey or Arizona or Pennsylvania that are riding mopeds. But at the time, 
it was, you know, it was kind of a revelation because, mm-hmm. you know, there the kind of the whole point was that there were motorcycle gangs, there yep. were scooter gangs, but there weren't there weren't really clubs or gangs for mopeds, and so we were trying to create that whole scene. Yeah, and and I can say from my own experience, like you're you were doing more of a it was more of an organic thing because you didn't have the Google searches or the ad, even as <laughs> yeah. wasn't that great. So like it was hard nosed um, luck of the draw, if you will, if you found some of these people from my understanding. And that was kind of my experience a little bit with the moped scene, you know, and I think yeah. you mentioned that you heard mine and I don't want to talk about me during this whole damn podcast, but like I just happened to see Brap Tales two yeah. years ago, three years ago, rolling by my house. And I had mopeds in my garage and like, that's literally what flipped the switch and destroyed my life. So, you know, that's okay. I'm fine with that. Um, so you guys are branching out. Um, what year you are more on the tech side. So at what year did you decide, okay, we need to have and what year was the Moped Army website established? Well, we had a a very, very early website mm-hmm. that actually Dan ran, and it used it was just like very, very simple, uh, and it, it used this this software that isn't around anymore called Net Objects Fusion that you could just like put together a simple website with, right? And, okay, um, and at some point. Uh, he actually, it, 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 there, there was this like story that, that we always, we always talk about. It's like, he lost the file. It was called the nod. And it was like, he lost the nod because it was dot NOD file. And, uh, and, and, but that meant we couldn't update the website anymore. It was oh. like, it was like, it was just a classic sort of like early web, uh, situation where, you know, we, we, a hard drive crashed and all of a sudden we couldn't update our website anymore. And so at that point I took it over. I was, I was really interested in web development I was studying graphic design. I okay. went, you know, I had, I was becoming a web designer professionally yep. and at that time. And, and so I took over the website and started to make it um, really the, the foundation of what it is today. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting to look back because, and so this was probably 90, uh, 98, 99 that, that I took that over. Um, and you know, the, the, the sort of most modern, the, the, the website that is like truly the ancestor of the current website launched in, in 2000. And that there's still data from that version of the website that is still there stuff in the news section, you know, old forum posts. Uh, and so it's been, it's been, you know, around for a full 20 years at this point. Oh, did I lose you guys? I think we lost Jim. Oh, no. So you can go all the way back 20 years and see who first posted what's the torque spec for an E50 head? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, every once in a while, someone will bump a, a thread that's like 14 years old. Um, I kind of love it when that happens because you know, someone will immediately reply and be like, you know, dude, this is 14 years ago. I don't think they have that moped for sale still. Um, but every once in a while it turns into like a new discussion and actually picks up steam a little bit. And, 
um, I don't know, it's always been important to me through many redesigns to find a way to migrate that data and keep keep the the um, all the old posts and everything around. I mean, there's there's over um, three and three quarters million forum posts at this point. So you know, it I feel, and obviously a lot of those are garbage, but it, it, I feel a responsibility Still, it's, it's to keep them around. Yeah, I am. Um... Much in that same vein, I hate losing any data, if at all possible, just for the the archaeology of it. Yeah, and you know, even even sometimes I'm looking for information myself. Um, I do a Google search and I find a a forum post from you know 2003 or something, and I'm like, oh, you know, okay, yeah. this really this really is a useful website. I'm glad I I'm glad I actually I'm glad I still do this. Try to put anytime I figure something out that I haven't been able to find, I try to throw it on the forum just because I know it will be there forever. Yeah, and and you know better yet the wiki. If uh, I always try to get, I always try to encourage people to add to that because it's a little bit more organized, a little bit more of uh, a true reference library. Definitely. Um, it, it sounds like we are just about up to, I have no idea where Jim went. Oh, he said his computer crashed. Oh, so. Lord. It sounds like we're, we're just about up to uh, the current day. Uh, is there anything between like 2000 and now that really stands out as fundamental or a, a big change or a big shift? Uh, to the website? For sure. Uh, to the uh, website and or to the the community in general. You seem to be in the yeah. center of everything still. So. Yeah, I mean it sometimes it's hard to believe that I'm that I'm still uh still still doing this. Uh but and and you know, for me it's 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 ebbed and flowed in terms of the amount of time that I've been able to commit to um some of the they have, you know, going to rallies and being being uh, present in the community in that way. Um, I've always tried to to take responsibility for continuing to improve the website and uh, and also just keeping the organizational structure of the the Moped Army going as well in terms of you know new branches and and um, new members and things like that. But there's been so many changes from a from a, a kind of cultural standpoint um, from a I mean someone who got into mopeds in 2000 it was in the same boat that I was in in 2000 which is you're you're looking you're kind of desperate for information and you're and you're trying to figure out where to get parts and you're you, you can't just go to a store and buy mopeds you can't just go right. to a store and buy parts and the information is you know stuck in old books and so um, I think that's a big change in terms of what makes it possible for someone to, to kind of get going quickly and get a, you know, get a moped, start working on it, um, upgrade it, repair it. Uh, you know, the, the information's there, the people are there to help you figure it out and, and you, know, you can just order parts off treats. And so it's, it's, it's you know, or Dose or any of these, these companies. And so, um, that's a big difference. And I think it's a sign of maturity 
within this community where there's people who have gone on to create those businesses and, um, you know, support, support uh, new people getting into it. Beautiful. Did you think this is what it was going to look like in 2020, 2010? Was, did you have a vision for, for how you hoped everything played out? No, my, my, because to, to me, it's not, it's not about my vision or something that I, I, you know, had planned. It's, you know, I think of myself as a kind of steward of this, but, um, you know, and, and, and I care about it. Um, but it, it's really about, you know, creating a structure that, uh, other people can, can utilize and, and build on top of. And so that's, that's been the rewarding thing, just seeing how much it's grown in that, you know, seeing people who have met through it or, you know, um, seeing people who have been able to, to make a livelihood out of it. I mean, it's interesting because out of like founding members, you know, Dan was able to go on and, and actually uh, have 1977 mopeds and have that be a, a, a business that he's, he's been able to, to run for years. Um, you know, for me, it, it's always been more of a, a side thing. I never made mopeds my life, but it's something that I've always wanted to, um, to continue to be a part of. And it's been cool to see how many people have been able to make it their life. Absolutely. Um, any possible way you can help is a, is a good way. Um, mm-hmm. I missed, I think, part of the, the beginning there. Are you the technical face of Moped Army? Or are, do you have a, a small team? Uh, it's just me in just terms me. of, in terms of the, um, the, the sort of technical administrator role of the website. So I, I, you know, maintain the databases, uh, code, the new features, things like that. There are people, there's a small group of people, um, a handful really that help do moderation. Uh, but you know, for me, it's something that it's actually a big part of, of what I, I, I love about still being involved. It's kind of in, you know, I love uh, having the Moped Army as an excuse to still stay up to speed on web development and, and, and get in and, and, and build new things. I, I find that just, it's always been kind of a hobby of mine. It's a, it's, it's been a, at different points in time, uh, part of my profession as well, but I just have fun with it. So that's why I, I, I keep doing it. Um, you know, it's something that I, I'm always open to, to suggestions and and uh, offers of help from people. But you know, it's kind of tricky. I never, I didn't set it up to be a. It's not set up to really be like a, 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 a team collaboration right now. So in some ways, it's kind of easier for me to just make the changes myself. Absolutely. As someone who is elbow deep in the tech field myself, it's. It's cool to see that there's there, it's still a one man army behind yeah, the well, scenes, and this is kind of your baby. It's a little old school, you know. But like when I first got into to making this and got into web development, there was this idea, you know. Right today, the the the, the profession is split up into so many different um, different roles, and you know, everyone has one small part. But uh, old school web design was just like 
one person did everything. And, you know, sometimes they got called webmasters or, or you know, sysops yeah. or things like that. And, you know, I kind of reference that in, in my forum posts. I have it, you know, say sysop next to my name. It's actually a reference to old uh, bulletin board systems. But, nice. um, you know, That's it's a little cool. bit, of, it's just like an old school, um, old school approach, but I, I have fun with it. Jim, can you hear? I can hear you guys. I did not want to interrupt. Can you hear me? You're back. We can. I am not computer savvy as you guys are, and I'm kind of getting back into the whole scene because whatever. But I um, had my I got I bought a laptop from Ashley, a couple years older one, and I had it on my table for the last ten hours, and the battery got a little warm, so I elevated it, and everything's fine now. So, oh, good. Yeah, no worries. I was just like, oh, that's typical, you know, me. A lot of good intentions, but I'll always screw up some technical side of things and try to recover real quick. Um, I'm not going to try to jump into what you guys were talking about, and it sounded like, yeah, you guys were on the tech side. I do have some brother-in-laws that I have one brother-in-law that basically did a lot of Best Buy's um, interface software. So Glenn is very, yeah, he's very talented. Um, So we're talking about Moped Army. We're talking about 98, 99. Um, What finally made you or you and Dan or you and Brandon decide that, okay, these numbers are fine, but we should allow people to, name their branches how did that how did that process come to be is what i'm wondering like how did people decide to instead of numbers we're gonna be you know the puddle cutters or the casseroleers or you know whatever the buffalo boys that yeah i you know it happened organically it was really the fact that we were able to start meeting clubs that had already formed elsewhere and had already given themselves names you know again uh, other groups that were kind of following the model of a scooter club or a, a motorcycle gang, you know, that would have a name. And, okay. and so, um, you know, that, that, that's, that's kind of how that grew. And then, you know, I think we started hosting events and just getting people, getting people together, essentially rallies, but we didn't, we, we, we didn't uh, necessarily call them rallies at first. But, uh, you know, when were they more started... like week long weekend get togethers or like what, what was the first like weekend gathering for mopeds? I mean, I'd hate, I mean, what was the first yeah. one that you had? Well, so when it was when in the early days, we called them moped barbecues. Okay. And it was a one day event. And they, the first one was held at what a place that we called moped manor. Moped Manor was the house that um, Dan and I lived in, and we lived there with a, a friend of ours, Jason. And it was this massive Victorian house in on South Street in Kalamazoo, and it was it was a really stra- it was, like we had the third floor, and it's this beautiful house. I mean, it had a historical marker outside, you know, as as like a uh, a restored building in the neighborhood. I've heard um, so much cool things about Kalamazoo and I've been there once and it yeah. was, it wasn't necessarily the greatest experience cause I was on the South side of Kalamazoo and I was basically a glorified babysitter for a metal band cause I'm a silver cat. 
I'm a sober cat, and it was basically my job to make sure everybody got back to the van by 1 a.m. for van call. I mean, that's I was I sold T-shirts, I hauled gear, but that was my primary responsibility. So like, I couldn't even tell you the club's name. I mean, it was fun. It was that's great, what I was going like, ask. Yeah, it was like it was near some train tracks. It that you know uh, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Like, and that's way a lot of these little little to big Midwest towns are to me. Uh, I think there's some concrete and a curb. Like, and I was yeah. so like, but yeah, I, I want to go to a rally there just because that is the, you know, that is the home base for the scene at one point. And like, I just want to say I've been there and ridden Kalamazoo. Yeah. But, and well, and now the, the, the decons, the Kalamazoo mm-hmm. branch have been, hosting their rallies, not in Kalamazoo, but in Vicksburg, which is south of Kalamazoo a ways. Um, So I guess it's a different era. But, you know, we would just have basically have people over to our house. You know, we lived on the third floor of this house. And uh, it was kind of crazy because we would haul mopeds up to the third floor. We had a whole room of the house that was just (laughs) filled with mopeds on the third floor. (laughs) That makes me so happy. (laughs) It was insane. Um, But... Uh, you know, that's where we started uh, a kind of like twice a year gathering. Uh, we would do Memorial Day and Labor Day. Yeah. And so we did that. Uh, I think there were nine of them total. And, and um, what year you know, did you my... have some far out West Coast? Or, like, I'm thinking, like, what was the first year? Like, you were impressed by how far somebody came to, to, to this event? Or was it yeah. just kind of local stuff? No, I'm not going to remember the exact years, but I remember the, the, there was a point in which people from the mosquito fleet came and that was a huge deal. I mean, cause mm-hmm. it's obviously very far away in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so to think that, that people that we sort of only knew from the internet would come all the way out to Kalamazoo. And, you know, and then there were people from Kalamazoo that, that they went out there for their, their rally, the blood drive as well. Yeah. And, you know, those were, that was kind of the, 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 the point where it felt like it really was a national organization, right? Okay. Because uh, we had met people in Ohio. Um, we had met people in Pennsylvania and gone to, to rallies there. But the idea that we were uh, going to drive across the country to yeah. hang out with people just because of mopeds that's that's when it really clicked that like okay this is a this is a national organization and then you know other years getting like the creatures people from the creatures or people from uh the tom cruisers in arizona mm-hmm. you know just uh having having those folks show up um in kalamazoo really really made it feel like we'd reach another level yeah it's it's a different it's a different thing when you get um people from outside your state clusters, if you will, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. cause Midwest, we always get, we get people from South Dakota. We get people from Nebraska. We'll get people up from Kansas, but like, you know, I was lucky enough to go to the Tampa rally this year and, oh, cool. you know, thank you for your forum because like, if it wasn't for that and uh, Monday moped podcast, I wouldn't have gone because I happened to get thrown in a group chat and I was bitter, irritable, discontent one Thursday. And threw out on the group chat, hey, does anybody got a Hobbit I can borrow? And somebody said, yep. And I booked a flight and was on a flight 12 hours later. So, I mean, mopeds are 
dumbly rad like that. Like, yeah. And I guess the funny thing about Kalamazoo is, uh, it's not an easy place to fly into. So we very rarely got people like flying in and getting loners. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, often if you, if, 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 if people came without bikes, you know, we could always, uh, there was always like Chad Burke to offer one of like, you know, 30 some runny mopeds he had available. Yeah. But, everything I hear about Chad is nothing but positive and like just such a good, <laughs> well, like a good yeah, guy. He, he's always, he's always had a million, a million bikes and uh, <laughs> knew how to fix them all. But the, um, you know, that, it was it was a little bit of a different scene uh, in terms of in terms of rallies back then. You know, there was it it it, it was a lot of folks. Uh, to, nowadays, there's a lot of camping rallies, uh, mm-hmm. but back then, you know, we were doing it in the in the town more, and it, it, a lot of people just crashing on each other's floors. You know, you you'd, you'd sort of put people up for the night, um, or crashing in you know the the seedy hotels of Kalamazoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the scene's growing, the scene, you're starting to get different chapters. Um, when, at what point did you guys feel the need to put some sort of protocol to be MA official? Like how did, how did that come to be? Cause I mean, I realize you have to have some sort of vetting process where like, uh, Joe Schmo from bum Chuck, Wyoming saw a moped and he wants to be a part of moped army. You can't do that. Like at what point did you decide, okay, we got to have some sort of process to this. Yeah. I'd have to, I I might be able to actually look up here when that, when that was, but the, um, you know, whose idea was that? Like whose idea was to, you know what we need to not, that's from the most part, I can say my experience and granted I've, I'm not new to motorsports or vehicles off-road or streetwise, but like new to the moped scene. Um, everybody's been opening and welcoming from my experience. Yeah. Um, and from the rumors and whispers I heard, it might not, it was like that at first and wasn't like that. Then it was like that. So like, at what point was it like, we can't just let any Joe Schmo and what were, what were some of the first standards for moped army? for you yep. to become official. Uh, so I just looked it up. Our first branch reviews were in 2004. Okay. And, you know, the, the, I don't remember how much the criteria has changed. I think it's, it's, it's actually quite, um, you know, there's the, the sort of written criteria and then there's like what people will choose to vote based on. But mm-hmm. the, um, the intention was always that, we just want to show we want we want to we want to know that this is like a real thing because mm-hmm. especially if we're talking about people that we haven't met that this is you know on the internet the rally scene wasn't quite as big then you wouldn't necessarily meet everybody who was applying to be a branch that was yep. you know nowadays if someone applies to be a branch and you've you you know no one's ever heard of them well that's they're probably not going to get voted in because it's more about like you know people meeting each other at rallies and getting to know each other. There's so many more opportunities to do that ahead of time. But The internet that, has such a paper trail that there's no reason you can't know everybody or at least have heard of them or know someone who does know them. 
Right. So back back in the day when there, you know, uh, this sort of pre-social media, uh, most people didn't have an internet presence. Uh, it was actually a, a little bit hard to tell whether a club was was um, real or not. And the big thing there is if we're going to list a club as an official branch on the website, mm-hmm. the bare minimum that needed to be true was that if someone saw that on our website and contacted those people, they should like be able to meet up with them and like ride with them and see like, oh yeah, this is a real, a real group that yeah. is, is doing stuff together. So that was the idea of the, the reviews because, you know, otherwise it is, it could turn into something that's really just an internet list that you signed up for. And the intention yeah. was always that the website is just a represent, you know, it's just one part of things and that the real world side of it was much more important. Okay. No, and that totally makes sense. Like you just, yeah, yeah you answered that so for me. Um, at what point did you try to word this right? Um, you were in the Decepticons. You were a member, and I believe you're retired now. Um, at what point did you decide to retire from the Decept- Decepticons? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm. I mean, I'm yeah, and we don't, and we don't. I mean, and I don't want to get into dirt. I don't need. This is all meant to be a positive forum oh, um, yeah. for everybody to talk about. I don't. Yeah, and I'm just wondering, like, was it just that you don't live in Kalamazoo because one life took you another direction, or? Yeah, I mean, that's so. To clarify one thing, um, I'm I'm actually. Uh, not so much retired as I think I'm. I think I'm. I'm listed as honorary, um, but the 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 you know we put certain member classifications in place at the when we started it. I'm not sure they're all working so well anymore. Uh, people don't people don't necessarily um, uh, use them in the same way. But originally the idea was that if you move out of the city where your club lives, um, then you would be listed as a scout. Okay. And the idea was that you are scouting for a new branch. You're, you know, like, so you move to another city and you're looking for people to start a a new club there. And so you're in that scout mode. Fact of the matter is a lot of people aren't in that mode, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people move away and then, you know, they're, they're not, they're not looking to start a new branch. And so, um, you know, different, different clubs can interpret those rules however they want. Um, there was never a point where, uh, I guess because I run the website, I put myself under honorary <laughs> along <laughs> with, uh, some other folks, but, um, yeah. No, it was, is that, it was, is that it, hard for you? And I can say my own experience, I've been involved in nonprofits and I've been, been involved in event planning and stuff like that. And I know for myself, I can have a big ego is in the fact that like, I'll have an idea. I'll bring it forth and then people will turn it into, they'll tweak it generally for the better, um, for their, I, for the greater good. Is it hard for you at points when you were a part of an original idea and people are twisting it to their own vision, if you will, is that hard to see that happen? Like, yeah. Yeah. Good question. I, it's, it's not, um, the, mindset that I've always taken with Moped Army is that it has a life of its own. And I, 
Um, you know, when when you were rebooting, I think we were touching on this a little bit that it's not something that I feel like I have um, sort of control over. It's 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 really something that I'm just sort of facilitating at this point. Yeah. So uh, even when you think about voting, any kind of rules, any kind of like uh, uh, discussions that happen in the captains forum, those are something that I make sure we can have a discussion around. I set up a vote for, but I don't even vote. You know, and that's I, awesome. I, that's awesome. Yeah, I kind of keep it. Keep it. I, I'm I'm more of the facilitator and make mm-hmm. sure that things, make sure the uh, the the wheels keep turning. Um, I think and that's, that that w- makes me happy to hear because that's not to toot your horn too much, but like that's really humble of you to do that to not you know because I've seen in more than one instance in life where somebody who is a part of a founding formation of something people are do- are not doing things the way they like, and then they'll start chiming in and then it all goes away because of that person's yeah. ego gets injected. And I'm really happy to hear that you're an awesome enough dude to realize like, I'm here to facilitate you guys have at it, if you will, for lack of a better. Yeah. And you know, and it's possible that the, it could get to a point that everybody you know, the consensus is to do things that I really don't agree with and that I would have to be like, well, I don't want to be a part of this, but you know, that's unlikely <laughs> and it hasn't happened. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I, I do, I do feel a sense of ownership over, over the website and mm-hmm. it's something that, uh, and that is something that, you know, I, I think if, if, uh, if, 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 if someone was to, you know, post something very, very offensive or something. I like that I have the control to remove that. But to yep. me, that's more about, uh, again, not so much about what I want or what I find offensive, um, so much as, you know, does this violate our code of conduct that yeah. that we have as something we've agreed upon? Yeah. And that's, and again, that's awesome that you're the neutral party, if you will, they can kind of, you know, weed through some of the junk in the forest, if you will. Yeah. Um, that's my, that's my hope anyways. Um, Hey, so, I just figured out why you look familiar. Why is that? Why does Simon look familiar, Ashley? <laughs> because like once a month I read the moped army comic and it's like, I never put together that you're supposed to be Dingle until now. Oh God. Like, oh Yeah. Oh man, you know the funny thing is, uh, so Paul Sizer, the 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 author and, uh, and illustrator of that comic, um, is a friend of mine from Kalamazoo, and you know of the, in that era in which he he made that comic, um, I had the most ridiculous hair that I think is probably the giveaway that that comic book character is based is is supposed to be based on me because uh, and it's starting to come back now with yeah, coronavirus I, I hair. Yeah, I That's that's awesome. That's you know, some of the reason I, why I've got a beard. I they say you should yeah. shave, and I'm like, well, this could be a filter, but yeah. Yeah, I I was supposed to get a haircut like two weeks ago, and I don't think there's one anywhere in sight. So we'll see how far this goes. Yeah. I might I might go back to. Uh, the hairstyle from like the swarm and destroy video if i don't that watch makes it makes me so happy that's so yes yes simon <laughs> that's have the you, worst have you seen the swarm and destroy video in the last few years i i i have i um 
once it got put on YouTube, I watched it again. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah Ashley <laughs> is the responsible party for that. But I also have one VHS thing, copies, if you want. I I heard you say that on the Moped Monday podcast, which I thought was hilarious because it was never released on VHS. But <laughs> don't say um, <laughs> that's so funny. The, uh, Ashley's re- releasing it on dead technology that was dead when they yeah. released it. That's so. It's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that, that makes moped, me so. Though? That makes totally. me so happy. It's very moped. <laughs> that and, makes me so happy. You know, the thing is, because it was on YouTube, it was more easily accessible, and so, like I said, I just started a new job, and when I when I um, left my old job, uh, my my coworkers had you know a going away happy hour for me, and um, some of them had run across that swarm and destroy video yes. you know i had never told them about it you know so i have rad. a purely professional relationship with them and they um they printed out stickers <laughs> my face from that era and had them at this going away event and like so everyone was very confused and i was very embarrassed so uh thank you for i guess thank you for making that possible <laughs> um I should have so, just stuck with the VHS copies. <laughs> no, no. That was the only reason why I got to see it, Ashley. Man, good um, memories of, of that er- late 90s era in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. I think I think for the most part, a lot of people, at least I had a lot of great memories from 97, 99, that era. Um, yeah. That was back when I was a washed up, never was. I was a go-kart racer. I was a factory sponsored by Dunlop Tires. Um, a few other major Yamaha of America. Um, yeah, I, I was a, like I say, I was a washed up, never was. But um, when it comes to coming back to mopeds, like, silly question. What is the most, I know, listening to some of your story, you said on the technology side, that's how you can help out to mopeds. Because right now you're running a stock Tomos. I have a, uh, stock 2000 Tomos Sprint. Okay. Um, but I actually just got a new moped. Uh, 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 I, that's all, I've only had one moped for a while, but um, I got a 1978 uh, Intramotor Gloria Scout. Wow. That yeah. uh, just sounds cool and hard to find parts for. Uh, uh, it's a Marini engine. It's, pro- it's, not, it's not, too, not too tough. But um, yeah, I, 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 it was actually... Right before all this coronavirus stuff happened, right before I had to lock down, um, drove down to Virginia and uh, bought that from Aaron Fowler from the, uh, the Rebel Rousers. And so that's okay. um, been a little project just kind of working on that, cleaning it up a bit since I can't go anywhere. Any, you know, on the weekends, I'm just out in my garage uh, tinkering with that. But I'm not... I've never been really like the 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 mechanic, you know. Mm-hmm. When it came to the you know different different roles of people in 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 a moped club, um, I was never the one with a lot of the technical knowledge. I loved the style. I loved the I loved riding bikes, um, but I always got help working on them. You know, that's yeah. just my my. I like tinkering on the website more than I like uh, you know rebuilding an engine. We are yeah. kindred spirits. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was that silly, like I was telling Ashley the other night, like I was that silly little redneck kid that's 
family owned an auto collision center and I'd been turning a wrench since I was three years old. So as I've said a few times in this podcast and in other forums, like I am new, I, I'm through, I, you know, it doesn't matter how long I've been to around the moped army scene, but like it's all relative to me to a point. And I've been lucky enough to get some good people in the scene to bounce my crazy ideas off of. But what I was going to ask you next was what is the most amount of mopeds you've owned at one time? Cause everybody, it seems like goes through like a hoarding collection yeah. at one point or another. What's your max number? Yeah. Not me. I've never, I never had a hoard. And oh. some of that is, is maybe just because I, I, you know, I had lived with people who had plenty, but um, I think three oh. is the max I've ever had. And, and that that's a good number to be honest. Like, yeah, and two of them were the exact same bike. Again, so, that's a good number. I have yeah, five. I've got five hobbits right now. So, yeah, it, you know, it's good to have a parts bike if you need to, but uh, <laughs> or just cannibalize off one until you can, you know, get a part for the other. But yeah, it's it's. I've never I never had the you know the garage full of bikes. Um, I always like to have you know one or two, one or two bikes because you know I can probably keep one of them running. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of that's kind of my goal. Now I know you said you weren't necessarily the mechanic side, but even if you're not, you're in the moped scene. You're going to turn wrenches. What was your very first aftermarket performance part you bought? Uh, well, a, a new pipe and carb for the Motobicane 50V that I had. And, and where were how were you guys? How were you? finding them back in 97 98 like how how would you source that stuff because that was before 77 was around long before treats i mean well it it was 77 was was around pretty early and yeah. uh locally yeah and so you know i would even before that was an official business i dan would help me get stuff yeah. You know, he was making connections. He had, he knew people in, in Italy to call. He knew people in South America, you know, back then that was kind of how it had to work. You, you had connections to, to places where mopeds and moped parts were more plentiful. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's sad to see how it is in, 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 in Europe, for example, these days, like we took a trip to Paris in like 99 and it was awesome because, you know, I had, I had a, I had a Motobicane, you know, I was into French bikes and mm-hmm. um, it was just full of mopeds and, mm-hmm. you know, you could you, everywhere, you could just stand on a street corner and watch hundreds of bikes go by. Um, and so back then it was just a matter of like, being able to find someone who could speak English or speak enough broken French or Italian and yeah. know who to call and you could get the parts. But, um, you know, nowadays you go, you go to, to France, you go to, to Italy and, um, it's actually kind of rare to see a moped and it's mm. just a bunch of scooters. And, uh, it's, it's, it's sad, um, that, that that's happened, but I also understand, you know, it, there, everyone, people want reliable transportation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you on that. I was just joking with a friend. I, uh, I've got, I've already rode 200 miles this year. Um, and I was joking, my bike's running great. So something's got to break. 
I mean, that's yep. that is the call of any any good moped. Um, what color so, was your Moby? Uh, like a rusty orange. You know that mm. color. Oh, my it, brother, mm-hmm. we are related. My, <laughs> all I have is Motobicane. No, oh, nice. Not yeah, my favorite Motobicane is the seven. I always wanted a Motobicane seven. Yes. See, and for myself, I've got to do more research about um, just different. I know what Motobicanes, Pujos, and you know, Tomos mopeds, but like, I don't know the branding so much because I'm stuck in that stupid redneck mode that I was ingrained in me as a kid. Like, it was the Ford Chevy thing. So like, I I fell into Hondas because of. A, a family member left a couple of them at our cabin, and B, I loved Jeremy McGrath. Like, I was a huge Jeremy McGrath fan in motocross back in the mid-90s, and he just dominated everything. And when I got Hondas, I'm like, this is what's meant to be, blah, blah, blah. So um, that's that's all I work on. And, like, I'm still not good at it. Like I, like I say, I can kind of turn a wrench, and I'll never claim I know anything about anything because then people ask you questions. Um so yeah my specialty be- is just stripping any bolt i touch that's that's <laughs> that's really from the beginning been my claim to fame and nature's loctite um so since this is second chance mopeds and i figure most of the mopeds similar reasons why i i bugged ashley about a month and a half or so ago about why she stopped rapcast and she said she was having a hard time finding ga- guests and I think maybe she was burnt out because she was just doing it herself. Or am I, or am I speaking too much for you, Ashley? Nah, it was literally like I had 20, 30 people on the line every week trying to get them to come on over a six month period. And I just could not get anyone after, after that first season. But I just approached Ashley, what about doing it again? And you just focus more on the technical side, which you're really good at. And as you can tell from, you know, the episode you maybe heard of me on Moped Monday and now this, I can talk, I can answer questions. So I can maybe handle more of the upfront side of it. Um, With being second chance, this, you know, most of us are given our mopeds a second chance at life. And we've all made mistakes where we wish we could have a second chance. Now, you can answer this in a joking manner or in a deep manner. I always give, I'll give people this option. In the moped world, if you had a second chance to do something again, what would it be? And would you do it again? Hmm. Besides not getting into mopeds at all because it's pretty much destroyed everybody's lives. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, over <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't lose the nod. Yeah. Um I'm going to answer that one way and you can tell me if if it's not quite Okay. Not no, quite it's it's a, want, it's but... it's deal it's user's choice. I mean, okay. you can keep it light or you can go deep in Louise. It yeah. doesn't it's whatever you want. Yeah. Well, I feel like in a couple ways I have I'm I'm sort of uh, I, I'm living out my second chance because there's been within mopeds because there's been you know I mean 23 years is a a a, a long time 
Yep. I mean, I've and, been in it a year and pissed people off. So yeah, believe and, me. And, and, you know, I've gone through ups and downs with the, the whole moped scene mm -hmm. with the running the website. There's been times that are very frustrating um, with, uh, you know, huge amounts of like spam attacks or, uh, you know, just people being jerks, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and there's been moments where, where I have, I have thought, I just need to be done with this, you know, yep. uh, both the bikes and the, the website. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, it, and, and, but yet when I really came, you know, confronted those moments, I realized that that's not what I wanted. And so I gave, I, I gave them a second chance in some ways. Right. It's, and I said, and I said, you know what, I'm going to double down on this. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to commit to maintaining and growing and, and, and improving this website. And in the same way, uh, it's really been the last, uh, five years or so that I had a little bit of a reboot, um, around mopeds, like riding and, and own and owning mopeds as well. Mm -hmm. Because when I lived in Chicago, that was kind of a low point in where I wasn't riding that much. Um, I still had a moped, but I didn't really like riding in the city. Um, That'd be a tough one to ride in. I, I give yeah. the hot and ready boys and everybody like in Chicago, big props for riding because I've been to the city. It, it scared the shit out of me. I mean, I'll go, I'll go to national, you know, knock on wood, we can have rallies this year, but like, I still get, for me personally, I get sketched out in some cities. Yeah. And even just like, it's a grid. So you're just starting and stopping the rides aren't you, you know? And so when I moved to Pittsburgh, it was a bit, it was a bit of a second chance to really reboot my enthusiasm about mopeds because mm -hmm. I can find routes here that are just long, windy, going over beautiful countryside, and mountains. Right. And, um, and you know, there's a finding the community here too. It's great to, to meet the folks from Mopit and to have them as an official branch now. Um, you know, so that kind of enthusiasm of being around people who are kind of just getting into mopeds or are newer to it uh, has been a little infectious for me too. And I think that's uh, that that that's one of the things that led to me, you know, wanting to get um, wanting to buy more mopeds. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, see if I can get my my wife into riding them as well. Um, yeah. You know, I, and so I think you know I don't know if it's second or third or fourth chance <laughs> with all this stuff over the years, yeah. but um, I think it, it keeps pulling me back in. Yeah, that's perfect. You know, there's no wrong answer to that. Um, what's, you said 20, 20, 20, 30 years. What, what was the most fun? Like, I mean, you probably have several, but like if you could pick out of the top five things you've done in moped, that you, you just look back and think, fuck, I did that. Or like, I experienced that. Like what, what is one of those that you have? Um, I mean, one is the hosting the really planning and hosting the, the, the twice a year barbecues in Kalamazoo. Mm -hmm. Um, it was so much fun because yeah. it was, it was, um, you know, it wasn't, it was just, it was getting together with friends, but it, you know, we, 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 we would have, 
we would have um, so much planning around it. We would make invitations. We would, uh, you know, I would screen print uh, all the t-shirts. You know, I was just like making tons of stuff for it and mm-hmm. and then having this fun weekend. Um, you know, those were just the highlight of my 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 years at that at that point in time. Um, and so, you know, those 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 stand out to me. And I think that they are are part of the reason that um, you know, I know so many of those people, uh, you know, that I met at that time period, um, so well, and, you know, we, we, we had such a, such great excuses to, to be hanging out together. And so, um, I'm thankful for the friendships that that led to. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I can identify in my own life with certain things of that. And that's always rad. Um, that's a beautiful summary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, future goals for mopeds are the website in general. Like you you talked a little bit in other forums where, you know, you've overhauled um, the, the gallery, the photo gallery one year. Um, And you, and again, I'm not MA official. You don't need to unload anything I shouldn't know. And I'm okay with that. But like, what are some things you would like to maybe tweak the upcoming? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, I do it it moves slow because it's me and not like a you know a a tech company with uh-huh. funding <laughs> but the uh the things that i have on my list that that i'm excited about is um i want to overhaul the way that um events are are shown uh-huh. you know right now it's pretty basic i i'd like to have um the the rally calendar uh be more fleshed out and be something that that people can um you know, have, have, have the, the, have, have graphics with it, have information, uh, about the registering, things like that. Yeah. Um, one thing I was thinking about, uh, in relationship to this podcast, you know, there's more and more media about mopeds. Yep. So, uh, whether it's podcasts, whether it's YouTube channels, I'd like to find a way to surface that on the website. You know, it's obviously stuff that's happening off the website, but it's obvious, but it's also obviously of interest to people who are on the website. Right. And so being able to, to, um, you know, feel like there's a way for that to show up more would be, I think, make it, make it a little bit more of a, of a, of a hub and give people a little bit more of an audience. Um, and then right now, the way that there's certain things that are very common on social media that. I don't want to do and I don't want to duplicate social media. No. But there's some things that are um that I think would be useful to build in. Uh for example, a better way to mention someone in a way that they would notice. Okay. So right now if you are are making a forum post and you talk about someone, there's unless they read it, there's no way to sort of pull them into that conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh just that idea of being able to mention someone and then having them get a notification. I want to explore what that means for Moped Army because I think it could make some of the forum conversation feel a little bit more lively and a little bit more modern. Yeah, it would definitely draw, not that I'm anybody at all in any moped scene, I'm not, but like just to know you're, you know, somebody's like, well, they know even in a tech forum, I could say like, hey, so-and-so from Kalamazoo will know about this part. I mean, yeah. No, yeah, that, it, all, all, I love I love all your ideas so far. I mean, that's yeah, rad. 
are you using a backend that's conducive to to that kind of uh, new feature? <laughs> uh, sort of. Um, so the site is the site is a a it it patches together a few different open source projects, and then there's a lot of custom code. So the forums, the forums and the wiki, for example, are are you know built on top of existing software, um, but they're very flexible. And the forum is something that I've actually hacked and customized quite a bit already to the point where um, it it would it is possible for me to to integrate in that kind of functionality with like my user management or notification system. So I, I, it, it's doable. Um, it, it, uh, you know, I tend to find the time to do these kinds of projects, um, often in the winter because <laughs> I'm, I'm not as, I'm, yeah. but, but, you know, maybe, maybe the, uh, I've been a little busy with starting a new job right now, but I'm hoping that maybe the, the, uh, the stay at home order, uh, means that some nights and weekends time might be able to chip away at some of these ideas too. Yeah. No, that all, all that sounds really, you know, I like everything you have. And I, I, I'm wondering, is there ever going to become a time where there's going to be a GoFundMe or some type of crowdsourcing to help pay for the website? And I know I, I have no idea what, official groups do um but even non-official people like is there have you ever considered doing something to help because i don't know what your server costs are i don't know what you get from any ad revenue you get like i do i'll be first one admit i throw five bucks a year at uh, wikipedia i mean yeah. i i tried five bucks is five bucks and for you know you get enough people throwing five dollar bills at it it pays for a lot of stuff yeah, there's no plans to right now okay. um, because the the um, the ads that are on the website do pay for the server costs. You know, there there are these points in time where sometimes I have to actually upgrade to more powerful hardware. Mm -hmm. And you know, so far the 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 revenue has still been able to cover that. So That's awesome. it really comes down to the traffic. Um, if the if the number of people on the site uh, you know massively changes, then uh, those costs could change. But you know, I don't think it's going to happen. It, it, we, there's been steady growth within the community, but this is still a pretty niche hobby. And um, you know, it it even though it's probably the most trafficked moped website on the internet, um, you know, we're we're still a, a small enough community that I'm I'm thankful the 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 costs haven't become prohibitive. Well, I'm thankful for the website because I was, you talked about some moped people out in your area about new enthusiastic blood. I was, I'm still that guy. And I still, people will refer me to the website, like just read this and read that and read this. And that I have dyslexia and I have a reading comprehension issue. So like for me, I have to read things about four times over to finally understand what I just read, which I'm very lucky at the fact that I have a higher than average IQ, so it's a weird twist of the whole deal. But, you know, that's how I've learned about mopeds is just reading on the wiki itself. Um, so I'm forever in your debt and forever grateful for all the hard work you've literally done for nothing. 
Um, and that, again, that's another reason why I wanted you to be the first guest on uh, Second Chance uh, Moped Podcast. Um, we've kind of got what it was, what happened, and what it was like. Um, let me ask you what it's like now. What what's your what what's your daily moped existence like in this non-corona world? If you it, when it becomes you know when this when the stay-at-home orders goes away, when things when life goes back to normal, what what's a typical summer month for you now? Uh, as it relates to mopeds, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I usually ride on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, that could change. I could start um, riding riding to work back. You know, once I am not working from home. Uh, but as I mentioned. Uh, before I I was previously working in Chicago, so I was I would like fly to Chicago every week and and then work from home, and so I didn't have a commute. So I'm actually kind of curious when I do have a commute again after coronavirus, um, can I use my moped for that? I would love that. But the the for me it's 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 usually one weekend one day uh, each weekend I go out for a very long ride, and it's not about a uh, going to a particular destination, uh, but I'll just go out for for you know a two hour ride, um, and it's it's what I was talking about. It's it's riding through the hills, riding over the bridges, just um, figuring out what routes in Pittsburgh are the perfect moped routes. And you know, every once in a while, I'll 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 meet up with the the moped folks. I I don't have a um, you know I'm not I'm not meeting up with them on you know every one of their their shop nights or anything but i've been really happy to attend their rallies recently and um and try to try to stop by when they have a community night so um you know usually if if i can i, I now that i'm in town more i'm hoping i can do that more often um i i had trouble getting to their community nights more than once every you know five six weeks uh last year but uh hope i can do that more often um and just kind of you know sit around and talk mopeds with people yeah yeah uh, and that's and i can say again for somebody still very new to the scene i appreciate it when the old guard comes around it's um get to talk with them and just ask them simple questions and it's it's always nice it's always nice to have that old guard to you know learn from um and possibly you know buy moped parts off of <laughs> yeah. well um simon this has been awesome. Ashley, do you have anything more? You, I've been jabbering the whole time. Do you want to, do you have more questions for Simon? I don't think so. I think I got all my nerdy questions out of the way. Well, I'm happy about that. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, Simon, it was rad. And um, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll do it again sometime. And if we happen to have some weird instance where you make your way out to minnesota i have a big empty house now that you're more than welcome to stay at even though it's in st paul and we all know st paul sucks but you know i'll have a moped you can ride my uh i make it there every once in a while my wife has family in the twin cities i'm sorry no i'm joking i love i love i love minnesota i've been all over this country and i'll say this you know give me June, July, and August, Minnesota is the best state in the nation. It's just we have to deal with the other nine months. Um, 
But hey, I yeah. wish you luck with this podcast. I'm I'm excited that there's going to be that you're rebooting it. I I, I enjoyed listening to Brabcast um, back in back in the the previous incarnation. But um, yeah. thank you. Excited you're doing this. Well, I figured this is going to be kind of the true value. You know, you got Kraft macaroni and cheese, and that was kind of Brabcast and Monday Moped podcast. I'm kind of just the Ashley and I are just going for the really good generic version of podcasting that you know kind of it's kind of okay but it's not quite great so we're, we're that's our goal just to be a good your aspiration generic. yeah, yeah you're, yeah, you're putting the bar high yeah hey <laughs> if we can reach generic value it's going to be a good one um but all right well thank you very much and we'll talk to you again sometime oh cool. thanks a lot all Have right good night. absolutely yep bye bye stay safe you too all right, Ashley, that was a really rad conversation with Mr. King. Absolutely. He's like um, he's like the the ascended one. <laughs> I I I held back from calling him the king the whole time. The like I I just wanted to call him the king the whole time, Ashley, <laughs> and I didn't because I'm a good person and I didn't want to be cheesy like I'm being right now and yelling and oh, King my, Dingle. That's Yeah. Oh god damn it, Ashley! Um, I, I love the the comic, and actually, like, I didn't want to say it while he was on, but yeah. like after reading the comic, like his character resonated so much with me <laughs> that that's the reason I got a fifty V. Was nice. because his his character in the in the comic had a a fifty V. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm tired. I've got to wake up in the early in the morning, go to work. So I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna sign off, everyone. And yeah, just remember one thing, and one thing foremost: mopeds are dumb. Mopeds are dumb.